Festi fam, the time is now. Festival goers unite. Welcome to the Festi Files podcast, where we highlight the creative, inspiring individuals who collectively come together and bring to life the festival experience. That means people that attend festivals. So if you're at home and you go to festivals, you are part of a, a big part of this puzzle. If you are a vendor at festivals, if you are rave famous, if you are a dance performer on stage, if you're the headlining act, whoever you are, we each play an integral role in the festival community. And uh, that's why we're kicking off this podcast because we each have a story to tell. My name is Desmond Beristain, CEO and founder of Festi, the festival smart band. And today, uh, we keep the good vibes going. We have a coach, a lover of the people, nature, and dubstep. <laughs> His motto is, I want to see you win. He's an entrepreneur on many levels. Um, you may know him as Positive Corey, uh, and that's his name, Corey Richards. So, Positive Corey, welcome to the Festivals podcast. Desmond, you're a beast. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so excited to be here. This is going to be awesome. Thank you. Dude, thanks for joining us, man. It's really cool right now. Well, the whole point of this podcast is to highlight these individuals, and but everyone plays a piece, as I mentioned. And right now, I know people are at home, you know, and, and trying to figure out what do I do, and, and we're all a little bummed out about not being able to physically be, you know, out there at, at music festivals, but that doesn't mean that the spirit has to be put on hold. You know what I mean? We are in this together. If you're having a good day, reach out to somebody else, and also look inwards, reflect. As a community, how can we become better for the overall purpose of music festivals? So when we're back out there, we're being cognizant of you know, the trash, our trash trail. We're being aware of, of uh, looking out for others and we're just giving each other compliments. Like if you see somebody wear a dope outfit, be like, dude, that outfit's amazing. Oh, that's my go-to. That's my favorite. The last <laughs> thing you just said, obviously I like people picking up trash and I like picking up trash too, but the compliment, Right. I love it. That's simple. Well, let's get into it, man. Let's get into Corey Richard, Positive Corey, your story, and yeah. uh, how this just flows uh, beautifully with the EDM and music festival culture. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it, that story is always difficult, right? Because there's so much that you can plug into the, the, just the overall, this is where I was and this is where I am now, but I'll keep it short. So essentially, I mean, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. I still live in Boston. And I grew up, in, I was so lucky, man. And it took years to really understand how lucky I was. I grew up in an upper middle class family north of Boston. And pretty much growing up in that type of environment, I was just, I was just doing what I was told, right? Mm -hmm. Go to school, get good grades, go to college, graduate, get a great job. Like so many of us that we're lucky enough to have amazing parents, regardless of whatever financial range that you were born into. But if you have parents like that, it's incredibly lucky. But when I went to college, I realized, wow, I want to go to school for broadcasting, similar to what we're doing right now. I wore a headset like this, broadcasting basketball, baseball, women's volleyball games, football right. games at the University of Miami down in Florida. Nice. And a whole other story about how I got into music was with Ultra in 2010. And Ever since then, I've just been hooked. But really, I went to school and I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I interned with ESPN, which was always my goal and my dream. And I did that. And I was like, wow, there's no money in it. I don't really like the, the super competitive nature of it, which mm. I'm, a, I'm a highly competitive guy. But the supply and demand was just so off where I was like, wow, what do I do? 
And I got really into events. So it was just this random epiphany and I wasn't the first person to have it, but wow, I don't really know what's going on around me. I'm sitting in my dorm room at NYU in New York City where I was interning with ESPN. And I'm like, I don't really know what's going, around, going on around me in college, like in school. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it just started this crazy entrepreneurial journey that I've been on for the last 10 years. Talk about Festy. I started an app out of college that was a complete failure. And I don't want that for you. You've clearly <laughs> been working on it. And I love the idea. And I can't wait to try it out and explore it because it's obviously a huge pain in the marketplace for people like me and tons of your listeners that want to meet up with their friends. But I had a bunch of failures. And then over, over time, I just said, you know what? In the last couple of years, I said, I love travel. I love people. I love festivals. I want to figure out a way to be able to travel around the world and just spread good vibrations onto people at festivals primarily. But what that spawned was a Facebook group that I created. It's called Travel Secrets VIPs. And go check it out. It's the positive travel community. Very easy to find if you do a search on Facebook. Um, And I just realized, wow, I can just be myself and people, for whatever reason, just gravitate to it. And I never really understood that growing up because I was always told what to do. This is who you are. I was a super superstitious kid, depressed, and just had no idea where I was going. And it wasn't until I started down this path of entrepreneurship and failure and trying things. I had a couple of other jobs along the way that helped me really figure out this marketing, advertising, and sales avenue that I'm currently on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's essentially the story, man. Found myself over the last 10 years because I had no idea who I was growing up because I was just told what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's through meeting people like you that are super into the scene that I'm super passionate about as well, where I was able to really fully express who I am and make those compliments to people like you said. I would have been so afraid to do that as a high schooler just to step out of my comfort zone and say, hey, nice outfit. But now I just don't care because it's just so it's just so expected in that type of scene, which is something that I love so much about it. Yes, yes. Spreading the vibes. That literally he mentioned it. You can attend a music festival and just be yourself. And I feel like that is is what makes you know the music festivals why why we cherish them and um Quick little thing, you know, you're in Boston, I'm in LA, but I went to school uh, at the New Hampton School. So that's out there in, in um, uh, New Hampshire. So not nice. too far away from, from Boston area. So you get yeah. it. You understand New England life then. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> but um, good times. And that's the whole thing. It's about immersing yourself in other cultures. So, so that's one thing, because I made this transition and we call it from hardwood, because I was a professional basketball player, Philippines, Mexico to hardware, which is bestie, you know, so we have that from hardwood to hardware. But one thing I noticed is like the the common theme was still there. The music festival is about an immersive experience where you go somewhere and you say, Hey, I want to see what's going on here. And I feel like you just mentioned it with, with, with your travel uh, company, how that's kind of the same thing. It's like, Hey, let's go here. Let's bring the positivity. And let's just enjoy that whole process and what manifests from that. So talk about that experience. Yeah, because destination festivals have, before all this happened, they were making a really big surge in the scene. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mentioned it all started for me back at Ultra in 2010 when I went with my girlfriend at the time who was from California. She had been to Coachella already a couple of times. I didn't really know what I was getting into. And I'll always remember this one moment. I was listening to this guy, and this is pretty old school stuff because I haven't really seen him on many lineup cards 
like over the last couple of years, but his name was Felix Duh with a D. Duh house cat. Yeah. And I remember being in this tent with her, with my girlfriend, and I just felt this need to just jump. And that was the first time ever that I felt that connection that if you're not in the scene, like you really wouldn't understand, but obviously Desmond, you and I get it. And I'm sure almost all of your listeners get it that when you feel that connection to the music, to the people, to the energy, just like feeling like yourself. I always remember I had a moment, this was actually at ultra in 2011. Cause again, I went to college at the university of Miami mm-hmm. and in 2011 as a senior, I went to ultra again. And this time I was there with like 20 of my best friends and I just remember there was a moment like Benny Benassi was like playing off in the distance. It's a beautiful sunny day, like 80 degrees. Amazing. Right. And I just remember thinking to myself, like I, I just became super present and was like, whoa, oh my God, like I'm actually so happy right now. And I'm thinking about it and I'm like, how can I just feel this all the time? But like the secret is you can, you can. And over the years, like, it sounds like you and I have been to a ton of festivals, obviously, as somebody that's creating a software for festival people, I would imagine it. But through Electric Forest to the EDCs, went out to Vegas. I'm still trying to get out to California. So when I go out to California for a festival, I'm going with you, man. I'm already saying this right now. You got to bring bring me to something. Um, But it, it, it used to, up until a couple of years ago, I used to say the same thing. I'm like, why can't I just like feel this like normally? And I realized in recent years, like I can. And it's just a matter of stepping out of your comfort zone, not relying on any sort of substance or anything to turn you into somebody that you wish you were. Like you, 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 you are already that person. Mm-hmm. It's all inside of here. And for people that do follow me on Instagram and follow my stories, it's a lot of just posts about the mind. It's posts about just feeling good, positivity, just things about life that you might not be thinking all the time. But over the years, I've realized that, yes, the environment has so much to do with it. The people that you're spending time with, the, the artists that you're going to see, because every artist, as you know, does, man, I mean, it creates a different vibe inside of you. Mm-hmm. And we can become those people, but it wasn't until like 10 years ago when I finally said, wow, I'm like so happy right now. How do I feel this all the time? And the secret is we can, it's just all up here. Exactly, dude. And, and uh, thanks for sharing that. Cause it, when, when you were sharing that, I had that moment where I was like, yeah, I remember going to hard summer and this was like my first festival and this was 2015, but I vividly remember sun setting Odessa. This is when Odessa was just breaking through Odessa's yeah. playing. I'm in this new world. There are like a hundred thousand people here. And I'm just, I had that feeling. I was like, dude, wow. I feel so good right now to be part, to be here, to be a part of this. And it's just like that whole combination of energy, frequency, and and all in one location and people all there. So let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the positive Corey aspect. Um, You just mentioned you went to school in Miami. Well, Ultra was one of the first festivals to announce its cancellation uh, in 2020. Talk about that because I think right now, and this is why I love this podcast. We go pretty deep. <laughs> I love it. Right now. Let's do there, it. Yeah, dude, dude. There are people <laughs> at home right now that are depressed and every day is a battle. Like you might have a good day and then the next year you're like, man, I, I want that feeling again. Right. Well, you personally, when you heard that Ultra was canceled, how that, you know, how was that, how did that affect you and then the people, you know, your close 
festival family around you? And then how were you able to, to what's your whole take on it moving forward now? Yeah. Oof. I like the question because it is deep and it's something that impacts all of us, you know, regardless if you're into music or not, like just anything that involves meeting up with people, there's an energy to meeting up with people that are like-minded to you. Right. And I experience it all the time. And going back to like positive Corey for a second of like, why that? Like, great. You're positive. Like I get it. No, like it was something that I realized this was maybe like five or six years ago. Cause something that I always struggled with Desmond is like, what's my value? Because when I was starting an app with a couple of my friends out of college, it was, a, it, it was an event. Like I mentioned the story about wanting to know about things around me. So it was an event-focused like app of like knowing what's happening. But for me, I wasn't, I wasn't a developer. I wasn't a designer. So what I always struggled with was like, what's my value? What was like the what, name of that app? Just curious. So it was originally called Off Campus Connection. Okay. Oof, man. I, I don't really think about that very often. So it's like cool to like even OCC. say the name. Um, so that was something that I always struggled with and it's something that a lot of us struggle with, right? Because we go to college and I was that person. I went to college for broadcasting Mm -hmm. and sure, like I do lives now, Instagram lives, Facebook lives. And it's just so natural to me because of the years, funny enough, when I went to school and I did that, but for so long, I was like, I don't know what I'm good at and I don't know how I can provide value to society. And I just don't know. So I had all these like different jobs with startups, with larger companies here in Boston. But every time I used to go to a show, for whatever reason, people would just gravitate to me because I would walk in completely open-minded and I was just happy to go see the artists that I want to go see with my friends that I vibe with. And the best thing, and I don't know about you, Desmond, because I know we're just meeting for the first time, but I love dubstep. I love trap music too. Mm-hmm. And there is a different type of person that gravitates toward every genre of music as we both know. And for whatever reason, I was just so happy, so excited. And it wasn't until recent years where my friends were like, Corey, you're so damn positive, dude. Like, I I don't even know how you do it. And I'm like, huh. And I started hearing that so often from people that I said to myself, you know, like maybe that's my superpower. You know, like maybe that actually, as weird as it might sound, like maybe that's actually the thing that I actually could do better than other people. Mm-hmm. And with positive Corey, it's just putting out good vibes, man. Yeah. Like that's it. Like if somebody wants to work with me or actually like pay me money to help them feel better, like that's great. But ultimately on that thing, it's not sales messaging. It's like, these are thoughts and feelings that I'm feeling today. And we'll see if it resonates with you. If it does great. If not, then there's a billion other people that you could be following on Instagram mm-hmm. to help you get that feeling that you're trying to get, which ultimately for all of us is just to feel happy yeah, and to feel that comfort of life, which is very hard because life is a struggle, especially during now. And we're not able to see our friends and we're not able to go to festivals, but to wrap this up and answer your original question mm-hmm. of just like the struggle of not being able to get t- together with our friends and go see music. I mean, there's still, I'm sure a lot of us are doing the Zoom calls. It's amazing. And I'm so glad that there's all these live streams. I went to Lost Lands last year. So a bunch of friends of mine, I wasn't able to make it, but a bunch of friends of mine were just on a lot, like an actual Zoom call and just talking and having fun and just listening to sets that we saw last year that just really brings that warm feeling to anybody that's into 
dubstep music and loves Lost Lands, which is the guy that you're talking to. <laughs> so it's difficult, but um, we all just have to make do with it. And it's about flooding our minds with as many positive thoughts as we can to get through this. And some people out there, they appreciate my stuff and that's what I'm able to provide them. So I'm just yeah. very grateful for it. For sure. And, and uh, you know, I have this little DJ set up behind and I show this damn near every podcast because the funny thing is explore your creative side. Like if you're at home right now, I know it's tough. Like same thing. I wanted to go to Coachella this year really bad. And I was, and the, the cool the thing about it is I wanted to bring newcomers. There's nothing yeah. like it. When you bring new people to a festival, like, dude, you're going to love it. And I, I just want to see your reactions. Yeah. It's um, the best. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> it, we're all going through this where we're at home. So just, everyone has a superpower like Corey just mentioned you might not know exactly what it is but now is a perfect time to, to reflect to think about it to try things out you know um you don't have to be the best at it you know and you just see how it makes you feel and and that alone and then uh connecting continuing to connect so right now we have a live streams um and it's funny because bestie we have our own live stream uh where we we basically took a list of every live stream that's been well, as many as we can find um, since the stay at home, threw it on our website in, a, in just a A through Z list so that you can scroll through it. We put little festy fire icons for some of our favorite sets, but we had to because we were getting so many requests. Everyone's like, you got to put couch lands on there. And, we, and that was a whole talk of topic of discussion because we're like, yeah, but that happened last year and it didn't happen during the stay at home. But everyone's like, nah, man, but we need to have that on the list. And so we're like, all right. Let's throw it. Let's throw that on the list. And it's just what it's all about, you know? So, um, everyone explore and, and try to just maintain that positive. It, it's okay to like feel it, you know, you know, like because you care that much, but at the same time, you got to pick yourself back up. And one thing we need to know is when we're back out there, you know, we want to be collectively at an elevated state together. It might take, you know, a year before we're back truly at festivals enjoying and, with each other at that level that we're used to. But, you know, it's, it's up to us, the people who love the culture, to, to keep that in mind, to remember why we love the culture. And if we do that, you're going to have people coming out of festival retirement in the future. Oh, yeah. You're going to have oh, the yeah. new generation coming out and stepping on. What, what would you say to the new generation? Because they're at home and they're like, man, I wanted to go to my first XYZ festival, my first ultra, and now I can't go to ultra. So what would you say to them? Patience, man. I mean, we're all, we're all going through it. It sucks. I mean, we, I have a ton of friends also that are in a similar situation where plans got ruined. I had a friend that was going to go to Buku and he was going to go down there solo. Like he would, it was going to be his first like festival solo adventure. I haven't done that yet. I look forward to doing that. Yeah. I can't wait for it to be honest. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody's plans get, are getting messed up with everything. And I have a whole other business that's in travel. So I, funny enough, I know you live in Cali. I just went out to California at the beginning of March over the weekend and went to San Diego with a group from my yeah. travel group on Facebook. And we had a great time. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't a uh, festival focus because it's a lot of older folks. So uh, we just went on a, a Harbor cruise in San Diego went on the USS Midway, got a, a lot of awesome food. And it was, it's just so fun to be able to get people together that aren't necessarily into dubstep or festival music in that regard. Um, but 
knowing that all of this stuff will eventually come back. And what I, what, I guess the message that I really want to get across, because I'm so into it, is take advantage of this time. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you got fired, right, or laid off, and you're on unemployment right now, you were gifted, because I have several friends that are in that situation. As weird as it might sound, but you were gifted incredible time right now to be able to take advantage and learn a skill, you know, improve yourself, update your resume. Because guess what? Everything will come back. Festivals are going to come back. Jobs are going to come back. Things are going to come back. And if you're just sitting there watching TV, like diddling on your phone and just wasting your time, seriously, you are wasting so much time in that situation when you can take advantage of this. If the government's paying you money to just sit there, take advantage. Even if you have a job and you're lucky enough to have a job and you are one of those essential workers, number one, thank you. Number two is just keep doing it. Keep doing what you, what you can do. And if listening to past festivals like Couchlands or just streaming your favorite artist to get you back into the mood, because that's something that I do. Yeah. I'll just go on SoundCloud. I'll find um, one of my favorite DJs, if not my favorite, is Skrillex. I actually have a yes. po- poster up there that I don't think you can see right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm in 2010 at Camp Bisco, man, and it absolutely changed my life. And what I'll do is I'll just go find Skrillex songs. Unfortunately, he doesn't have a lot of like live festival uh, sets to listen to on SoundCloud. Yeah. But I'll go do that for a lot of artists, and it'll just bring me back, and I'll shut my eyes, and I'll visualize myself, and all of a sudden, I'm just snapped back into that reality that was that past festival, and all of a sudden, I feel incredible again. Mm-hmm. So that's one simple technique that I do that I would share with anybody. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, find your favorite artists on SoundCloud. See if there's a set on there. See if there's a live stream coming up and just close your eyes and just imagine yourself at a past festival. And if you haven't been to a festival before, just listen to the music. And if you like it, keep listening to it because your time will come. There it is. And he just mentioned it. It's all here. It's all here. I have a quote. Your mind is your creative sanctuary. You know what I mean? Dude, this is it. He just, Corey just said it. You don't even, you can go to festivals sober. You know, the the thing about it is sometimes when people are under the influence of whatever it is, it unlocks a piece in your brain. But that doesn't mean that the door wasn't always there for you to unlock. And by building that relationship with yourself, you can tap back into it. So, you know, it might even be playing your, your favorite set which just brings you back and you're like, oh, wow, boom. It's all in there still. And yep. uh, you just have to never lose sight of that. Never lose sight yep. of it. Mine is a creative sanctuary. Yeah. I mean, I have the same thing on my, on my Spotify. Like there's actual songs on there that I have to pump me the F up, right? Yes. Like there's a, there's a Zomboy remix, which is another one of my favorite DJs. Yes. A Zomboy remix to a Bro Safari song that if I'm ever feeling down, I'll play it and all of a sudden I'll close my eyes. I'll use the exact same technique and all of a sudden I can just like transport myself back to this crazy rave that I went to in New York city two years ago and just think of the amazing time that I had with like seven of my friends that were there with me. So very, very, very simple technique that I highly recommend for those that are just into music and festivals in general to feel better. I got a I got a Zomboy story for you, and this is this is brings it all together. So this is EDC um, twenty, I think twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen EDC. 
I was going to say, I was, I was at 17, so we might have been at the same, uh, same set, potentially. It, it might be that. <laughs> so I brought a friend, first festival ever. Yeah. And he's actually helping Festy. And, and with Festy, you know, we go to events, we, we test our product, we run around, we run a bunch of tests and just get that data collection. Sure. Speak to people, we have our little Festy totem and just keep the vibes going. And then, you know, there's a point in the night where it's like, all right, guys, everyone pick a set. We're all going to go enjoy the set. Right. So I'm with a first time festival where and I'm like, dude, I wonder what he's going to like. And so I, it's, it's hilarious. I took him to, uh, and I took him to heavy hitters. I'm like, all right. Like I took this guy to, um, Martin Garrix. He wasn't feeling Martin Garrix, you know? And I, I understand that some people feel him. Some people are like, oh, it's just not my vibe at the time. Yep. I took him to, dude, I took him to Chami and Mala. I'm like, these guys are legends. He's like, ah, I'm not feeling it. So I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. Hmm, okay. <laughs> So let took him somewhere else. Took him to Res. I was like, he was like, all right. Like he started getting into Res. I was like, ah, oh, yep. I got Res. Right? Bass music. Like, I was like, I know <laughs> there's something somewhere I gotta take you. And I think I figured it out. Boom, Zomboy. This guy. He brings just it. Just transformed. Literally leading the mosh pit in the middle, having the time of his life, and with with everyone getting him going. He was loving it. Oh man, it's, it's beautiful. And like, it was ended up being where he's just after that, just like Zomboy. We got back to the hotel. He's like going on YouTube, more Zomboy. And it's like <laughs> that feeling when you yep. just like, when you find out and you never know who the artist is going to be. But shout out to Zomboy. You literally made my friends EDC and festival experience. Um, and that's, that's the beautiful thing about these festivals. You could be going from one stage to the next, right? You have this plan in your head. But then you hear the roar of the crowd somewhere else and you're like, what's going on over there? So you just go stroll. I just want to see real quick. Next thing you know, there's a new artist on your radar and mm -hmm. uh, opened up yourself even more so. And, and that, that is still, you can do that at home right now. You know, there's so many live streams, check them out, see what's up, go in it with an open mind. We all really have to open up during these times and, and, and let it out. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Your, your, uh, your boy there sounds like he could be a really good friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, man. So, um, yeah, let's talk about a couple, couple more things. So just in a nutshell, sure. what do music festivals mean to you? I love that question. Music, well, music festivals have allowed me to find myself, man without it and it's funny that you asked me this question because i've i've felt this feeling a lot over the years and it will come randomly to me where i'm like wow i wonder where i would be if i hadn't found this lifestyle because i mentioned like i love my family i love them i'm so grateful for the family i grew up in where i grew up everything that they've given to me so beyond appreciative and i and i'll tell you i didn't feel that way growing up and I feel like a lot of us don't as kids, right? We just don't really know what we're given. And I was very fortunate for the family that I was born into. That being said, I was living a drone lifestyle. And like I, I mentioned before with my story, I was just doing what I was told. I wasn't thinking to myself. I wasn't using my mind the way that we all can use it, which is being able to freely think what we want, which is the, the number one power that every single human is given, the ability to express and think our own thoughts and not be controlled by anything. And I was just a very depressed kid in high school. So I went to an all-guy 
Catholic high school mm-hmm. and I just really wasn't feeling it. And even adding more fuel to the fire, I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. So going to a Catholic high school as a Jewish kid, it's like you immediately feel out of place. Thankfully, I had really great friends. Uh, there wasn't like very much bullet, like that much bullying per se, but I, I just felt really lost and I didn't know where I was going. And I, then I go to college and like, I knew how to study cause I went to a private high school, but like, I still didn't really know what I was doing besides just like, I want to work for ESPN. And then when I actually got what I wanted, I didn't want to do it anymore. So I was totally lost, had no idea what I was going to do after school. And then got into going to ultra right? Fortunately, I lived in Miami. Didn't have to pay for flights, hotels, any of that. I just went to school down the street. It was super easy. And then I started feeling that feeling, like I mentioned before, like, wow, I just feel incredible right now. And this is so much fun. I'm so glad I found this. And then I went to Camp Bisco, went to my first camping festival that summer in 2011. Camp Bisco is very different from what it is now. And (laughs) back when I went, like there was, there were no cops, man. It was just the hell's angels controlled everything in this random area of New York. And it was so much fun. Saw bass nectar for the first time, Skrillex for the first time, 12th planet, pretty lights, like all these artists that I'd never heard of before and was like, wow. And I just started to find myself through nice people around me people saying hello to me, like, Hey, like nice outfit. Like, Hey, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, this exists. Cause no knock to like Miami. It's a great place to go vacation. It's not for me to, to live in. There's obviously a lot of like uppity, like obnoxious people everywhere, but it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, let's just say there's a lot more down in Miami if you're hanging around certain people. Hmm. And I realized that it really wasn't for me. There's a lot of kind people and nice people down there. Don't get me wrong. But when I was down there as a, as an introverted, depressed person, which I'm not anymore, which is a whole other story that I could tell. It just allowed me to find myself and it allowed me to really express who I am and not be afraid of expressing who I am. And it just always translates into festivals. Like you said before, like just giving somebody a high five, it's being like, Hey, you look awesome. That outfit or like your totem hilarious. Thank you for bringing this here. Because you've just made everyone else's experience better by you doing that, right? And just helping people feel better. I never would have done that 10 years ago. But it was being in this environment and traveling around to all these different festivals. Like I got my EDC flag over there, my Middlelands flag, nice. Moonrise flag that's like somewhere in my closet. Like I wouldn't be who I am today, man, if it wasn't for it. So I, I seriously, like sincere gratitude for those existing and for people like you existing who just get it. Oh, dude, much love, man. Super appreciate that. And yeah, same thing here, man. I, I was growing up trying to figure, figure things out. And it was like this whole pathway, like, all right, school, this, and I, I received good grades and all that. But I was like, dude, there's just something missing. And then, you know, embracing challenges. You mentioned that, how after college, you, you tried a couple businesses, and maybe it didn't work out how you thought it was, would or would. But it's always funny when you look in retrospect, you're like, man, but it made me what I am now and for everything ahead of me. So it's like kind of that whole thing where festivals, there's a feeling and you just know like good things are going to come from this. And once you identify that, you're like, man, I want to go to the next festival and the next one. And then not only for myself, I want to connect with this person and this person and see them. And then it's like you hear about your friends going to an event and you're just happy they were at that event. 
Uh, yeah. I'm glad you went to that event and you got to experience it and enjoy it. Talk about pretty much the future of festivals. What do you see and projecting that <laughs> on the future of festivals? Like I said, whether it's a year from now, whether yeah. it's, you know, X amount of months away. Sure. So my mind immediately went like five to 10 years down the line. I'm thinking about virtual reality, which we're not there yet, but Facebook bought the Oculus for those that have heard of it before for a couple billion for a reason. We're not quite there yet, but I am, I have, I imagine these realities where you put on a headset, you buy a ticket and you're just transported. You put on your headphones and it's almost like you're there. Right. And you're connecting with real people in real time here, figuring, and they figured out some ways where you actually like feel the bass music. And so like, that's where my mind goes, which is absolutely crazy. But I don't know, like in terms of like where, where festivals are going, I just, I see more like nuance, nuances, right? Mm -hmm. Where there's dubstep, there's Wakan, which I still need to get to, but I just see because mu- like electronic music has always been so wild to me, especially in recent years, because we start seeing these different styles where it just started with dubstep with Skrillex, for instance. And now we see like this psychedelic dubstep and we see like dubstep with trap music thrown in there and we see hard style with dubstep. So we're starting to see all these different styles. And I see, a, I just see a day happening even more so where there's just more of these nuanced festivals for, for people like me that are really into zomboy type dubstep, but I also really love the really weird, like liquid stranger type dubstep. Yeah. Um, so I'd say a combo of like virtual reality five to 10 years from now and just more expression too. Like, I, I still don't know why this doesn't exist yet, but like some service that literally like makes totems for people. Yeah. Like for people like me that are not like ridiculously creative, but I have an idea. It's like, this is what I want to do. This is what I need. Cause totems are also incredible, right? To help find your friends in the exact same thing that you do. Exactly. And yeah, that, that's for us. We we were basically, and that was our whole thing with Festi. We're like, we want totems, Festi and totems. Like it goes hand in hand. Like, good, you can find the totem here, but let's get you to, to the area where your line of sight can see the totem. Exactly. And that's why we're like bestie plus totems. It's all part of the culture. And, um, you know, with, with what we're going to roll out with bestie, there's going to be ways to incorporate your love of, of music and artists with the actual, uh, experience. So, um, and you just mentioned it, VR like that, that coming out, um, subcategories and, and new innovations within the, the, the main genres, um, especially with people being at home right now. Like that's one thing I really feel like coming out of this it, whether they said that, you know, the, the music festival bubble burst or whatnot, well, if no it bursted, it's going to come back like way yeah. bigger now because yep. people are going to, you're going to hear sounds that you're like, dude, what? They just, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So continue, continue. No, I mean, you, you just hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, I was also thinking like, there's a lot of new music that's going to come out because of quarantine. You have all the live strings, live streams going on. So it's a, it's a, it's a time to get creative, right? For all the artists out there that realize that, you know, this is, this is a, a, a strange time that we've never really gone through, but it's also a time, and this is my marketing hat being put on. It's also a time to be able to connect with your audience in different ways, similar to what you're doing. You mentioned that you recently 
got into this whole podcasting thing, which I'm super grateful to be one of your earliest episodes. I'm super excited to be on right now, obviously. And it's, it's an opportunity for all the artists out there to be able to communicate maybe in ways that they've never done before on Twitch or YouTube or any of these different uh, live streaming services instead of just like, Oh, I see, I've seen uh, Skrillex or pretty lights or whatever in concert. And that's it. Like now you actually can create more of an opportunity to connect with your fans and grow even stronger because of these social media platforms out there. Yeah. And you, uh, you brought up something earlier. You, I think you said like Wakam or something like that. Wakan. Yeah. Liquid yeah, Strangers that? Festival. What's that? So, so Wakan is Liquid Strangers Festival. And I think, I know it, it's happened once. I know for sure. It might've even happened twice. I think this was going to be the second year of it, but it was the, it was the following weekend after Lost Lands last year. So for those that don't just get to be on vacation all the time. Hat goes off to all the people out there that gets to just get to live on a constant vacation. But I couldn't make two weekends in a row and neither could my friends. So that's something that we're talking about. And if it doesn't happen this year, because it's later on in the year after, I think in like September, October, uh, that's just something that I want to get to. Because I'm a huge fan of music festivals. Obviously, I've been to like 12 or 15 of them at this point, if I were to like list them all out. But at this point now, I'm like, you know, I love Lost Lands, love my dubstep, love Excision. I have to go to the, the, the music that just calls to me like everybody should. But I still, there's something about just getting to a festival that I've never been to before to experience something new that I get really excited about. For sure, for sure. And um, he mentioned another thing, supporting artists, artists also reaching out. Like artists are at home right now, so you're not touring all over the world. And that's okay. We've had a couple artists jump on the podcast and we have more coming and it just gives that a little more intimate relationship builder uh, with, with your following, with your fans. On the flip side, if you are someone that you are spending some time on Instagram, if you see something cool, like comment and be like, Hey, like, because creatives and artists at home right now, whether you're a photographer working on your craft, whether you're, if you're a dancer or an an up and coming artist, like you thought this was the year you're going to break through. Yeah, it means a lot when when someone comments something. So, kind of set it off on that, Corey. Let let let's bring this all together. Uh, what's your your one final positive message just to anybody listening right now? Truly care, like it's like this is again like a combination of like my marketing hat and just being like a human. Like if you want to grow your own business, like the both of us are doing. Desmond, or maybe you don't, you just want to, you know, continue up the corporate ladder or just run whatever it is, right? It's about being a genuine human being and asking open-ended questions. Like you mentioned comments for a second. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to grow your Instagram, if you want to grow your TikTok, which is getting huge now, Facebook page, like whatever it is, the easiest way to do that is just by asking open-ended, genuine questions that get to know your audience. You have to provide value. So whether it's a DJ creating a new, a new sound that we've never heard before, that we just absolutely love. Or maybe you run an ice cream shop. I don't know. Like That's your passion. You just love ice cream. And you want to create your own ice cream shop after quarantine is over, whatever it is. Getting to know the people that actually care about what you do right and that's why i'm so excited to be on this with you desmond because i love what you're doing man awesome, i love man. it i can't 
I can't wait to use it. And the fact that we actually get to communicate face to face like this, I'm not saying everybody needs to do what we're doing, but respond to your comments, look at them. Like what sort of person are you? If you have a hundred followers and you have one person that you don't know on Instagram, that's like, wow, Desmond, I love this. Thank you for posting. And you don't respond back to that or try and get to know them. That's not going to scale. Yeah. It's not going to take you to the level that you want to get to. And that's just, that's just what, that's just life. Genuinely get to know people and care and don't just be, especially if you're entrepreneurial, don't just be this money hungry driven person because that's just not going to work. And people can see through that now mm -hmm. with all this social media stuff going on. So just be real. And also you can do it. It's all up here. Yes. Love it. Love it. And honestly, Thank you for sharing that because I think that's what initially gave us the, the additional inspiration and, and motivation and drive to keep going and really pursue this for specifically for festivals. Because if you talk about this, people are like, oh, why don't you use it for, and there are so many applications and use cases, and that's amazing. And we will get to those, not saying we aren't, you know, but the thing is for us, we're like, dude, we have to do this for the festival community. It means that much to the community. People have commented, people have, you know, said like, this is awesome. And, and, and that builds and that, that feels good to, to, to know that we're on the right track. And um, yeah, it's important. So shout out to all the day ones, the festi, you know, and, and it means a lot. So just uh, there it is. Be the energy we wish to receive. Um, Corey, how can we stay in contact with you? Give us the, uh, the ways we can support and connect with you, even if it's just saying thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram, at Positive Corey. If you love to travel, Travel Secrets VIPs. It says Travel Secrets VIPs, the positive travel community on Facebook. You can connect with me in either of those places, and I can't wait to connect with you more. There it is. Hey, that's, we're all connected. That's it right there. That's the main thing, everyone. So I know we're not able to get out there physically, but the spirit remains, everybody. Peace, love, unity, and respect. Festifiles podcast, Positive Corey. Thank you so much. Everyone take care. We'll see you next time. We're signing out.